Alright, so creating content should be easy and fun, right? But it's way more fun if you also get paid, right? Now, I'm not talking about sponsorship because, you know, sponsorship is a whole different story, but I'm talking about how you can create content that attract leads and customers. Uh, you may have learned some methods and tricks to make your content look good, and you may also have learned that longer content is more converting, right? But what if you could make a very short content and still be able to attract as many leads and customers to you? Wow, that sounds awesome, right? Well, that's what happens to Josh Cousins, okay? And uh, if you don't know Josh Cousins, he is, um, you know, you can check out his uh, bio in the, in the previous episode, okay? So what I'm saying is uh, his posts are mostly short inspirational posts, you know, the kind of posts that you would see in the uh that you you will see if you follow some motivational group or page right uh, something like something along the lines of uh hey you can do this okay <laughs> okay not not that simple but uh the kind of post that motivate people inspire people right so that kind of post and he also posts some uh some uh longer posts but not beautifully done and you know like like not having emojis and pictures you know just straight to the point and and still uh, can bring as much value as a long post you know uh, that's how awesome his post is okay in this case how awesome his content are right so he basically breaks all the rules right the rules of content <laughs> i mean uh you know the rules the, the kind of rules that something like um uh, you have to target the right problem you have to speak the problem you have to target the right people right so that's why i'm so interested in how he managed to pull that off how how he managed to create content and still be able to attract leads and customers right so uh in this episode we are going to break down how you can plan and create multiple short content and convert your audience into leads or customers right because in the end of the day, you create content not for nothing, right? You don't create content just to get likes. You also uh, want to get, you, you just want to create content that gets paid. So that's what you are going to get from this episode. Alright, make sure to subscribe or follow this podcast if you haven't already. Especially if you want to double your leads and customers through your content. Because this podcast is for you, okay? And one more thing, this is the second part of the whole interview. So check out the first part, which is like the previous episode. Uh, so you can see the whole process of creating a short content that converts, right? All right, let's begin. So here are some of the biggest questions when it comes to content marketing. Why does the content that gets tons of likes and comments does not make more money than the one with a few likes? And why do some influencers with more than 10,000 followers are still broke while the ones with a few hundreds only make a fortune? And how come the content is so good still cannot make people buy while the simplest one can? Well today, people are obsessed with the number of followers, likes and comments whenever they put on a content. And the truth is, those things are what makes people broke. So how do these successful marketers create content that generates money? Those are the questions, and on this podcast, you'll find the answers. I'm your host, Ashraf, and you're listening to Content Marketing Hacks. So what kind of content that didn't work before? Good question. Good question. Um, yeah. Content that doesn't work. I feel like 
all of the content works because, for example, when you're doing everything organically, you don't have enough data to say this doesn't work and this does work. So I would say all of my content has worked because it's been a compound effect. So if you are consistent for a week, you're not going to see any results right after that week. But if you're consistent for a year, for 365 days, you're going to see monumental progress because it compounds over time. So if you make a post every single day, you might start off with like 10 followers, but in a year's time, you might have 10,000. So it really is a buildup of all of my content that I've done that led me to that point. So I would say, no matter what the content is, just post it. Um, and, and, and either way, you're going to see from the reaction of your audience whether or not it works. But honestly, I see all of my content um, that it works. Because if it can help one person, then it's good to go. Wow. All right. That's that's actually an awesome tips. Uh, I feel like I, I've I learned a lot here. Yeah, <laughs> and it's only awesome, 20 man. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how, how do you plan out your content? Right? Yes. Yeah, uh, so do you have any do you have any theme days or you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would I would say in terms of content, how you want to structure it is you want to have separate pillars. So one thing that's important with content is you need to have a good balance between um you know, building that know, like, and trust factor with your audience. So posting a selfie, um, talking a little bit about yourself, your past, your stories, and then obviously having those inspirational uh, result posts where you're actually showcasing what your clients have achieved, what you've achieved to build up the trust factor in your audience. And then obviously the value side of things as well. So for me, if you go on my profile, um, there's a clear pattern between quotes and longer form content, which is usually more valuable, um, inspirational, motivational. So I have a good balance between the both. But again, what works for me might not work for you and so on and so forth. Like I would always say that I, I, I've been in this game long enough to know that there isn't a secret out there in terms of content, but it is individual from person to person because you might like posting about um, X, Y, Z, and I might not like that specific thing. So it really is trying to find yourself as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, there's there's one thing that I'm curious about. So you mentioned about posting clients' results. Okay, so yeah. uh, what if someone doesn't have any result yet? Uh, is it is this more of a RVL post where we talk about result, value, and lifestyle? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That that's like a framework that's super easy to follow, but you got to mold it around your business. So if you don't have client results, you need to get your own results, right? And the thing is is many people think they they they, they don't they don't have any results. Like a result can really be anything as long as you're smart about it. Like there are people on Facebook who are super smart about it and they will showcase the smallest win as a result. That could be waking up at 5 a.m. That could be creating a new company. That could be your first sale. Because as long as you're one step ahead of the person behind you, you can help them. And if you can help them, they can buy your product. And that's how you get the next result and so on and so forth. So the key online is to showcase every single win that you get, especially in the early stages when you don't have credibility. Yeah, uh, I think in the early stage, people uh, only have to post V and L, value and lifestyle yeah. only. That's the only thing they have. So, yeah, 
that's it's, it's it takes a lot of work to build trust and then get results so yeah nice yeah. nice strategy there absolutely so, absolutely okay so um how long do you spend on facebook engaging on other people's posts because i remember you say that uh you uh, we need to spend at least one minute to two minutes reading someone someone else's post mm-hmm. depending on how long it is right so how how long do you spend on facebook right now Okay. Yeah. Because you have so, a lot of things now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm not actually spending any time. I mean, I spend maybe 15 minutes a day engaging on people's content, but that's it right now. Um, because I can't put more time towards it. But back when I was heavily engaging on people's content, um, I would do it for between an hour and two hours a day. Now, that's a lot of time, right? But if you do it consistently, yeah. um, that compounds over time, and it's a sure way to get a ton of engagement. That's for sure. Um, so as long as you as you make sure that you're engaging on people's content and your content is good, you'll always have a lot of engagement and people reacting to your content. So I would say the sweet spot is between 30 minutes and 60 minutes a day, uh, consistently every single day. Um, but that's one piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Do you outsource it with maybe software or other people, you know? Um yeah, I don't use software for that sort of stuff uh, for obvious reasons. I, I just think software um, is uh, it, it has its place and it has its time. But if you want to engage on other people's content, I don't think it's the best thing to do. At least have a human being do it. So for me, I might outsource it to someone. And if I do outsource it to someone, I will be training them on how to engage on other people's content. Like when you engage on someone's content, don't just leave a couple emojis actually leave a real comment uh if you know so people don't think that i'm not reading their post or that i'm a it's a piece of software or something so i would never use software for that i would always either outsource it or do it myself nice yeah so yeah because you know i've seen a lot of people use software now so it, i thought you know is that is that the new way of commenting so i don't know right <laughs> yeah for sure so, so many people, so, so many people use that, man. Like the, I, you know, and, and the thing is, it's so obvious when you're engaging on people's content and if someone is using a piece of software or not, you can see because um, it's generic comments. Um, it's always the same comment. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so you have a course. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. the Facebook Accelerator. And it's it's about teaching people how to use Facebook to, to run their business, right? So um, what kind of mistakes do your students or clients make when implementing the stuff you're teaching? Yeah, okay. So first of all, um, my, my program yeah, used to be called the Facebook Accelerator. Now it's called the Organic Accelerator. Um, ah. So for, for those of you who are listening to this and you want to name a course, a coaching program or something uh, with the word Facebook or Instagram, don't do it because uh, Facebook is copyrighted. So if you use the word Facebook in your course, um, you will get a cease and desist letter from Facebook telling you, hey, you need to take it off or we're going to sue you, basically. So that's wow. why we had to change it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, in terms of uh, mistakes that our students make, I would say a massive majority of them make the mistake of not being resourceful and not using their initiative. So what I mean by that is this is business, okay? So in business, mm-hmm. people aren't going to do everything for you. 
you can't expect to find everything inside of a course. You can't expect anyone to tell you what to do. So what you need to do as an entrepreneur and a business owner, if you want to succeed in any business for that matter, you need to know how to do things yourself. It's like, um, for example, I have so many people asking me questions that they could have Googled and they would have gotten the answer in two minutes, but they decide to ask me. That, that, that's what I mean. With that mentality, you can only go so far. And I was also like that. I used to also be like that. But you need to change that. And that's one thing that our students have had trouble with, like lots of clients that we've had. And I feel like it's like that in general, across the board, across every single program. And unless you're dealing with people who are already making a lot of money in their business. So initiative and resourcefulness, being able to do things yourself and figure out problems yourself. Because problems and, uh, you know, roadblocks are very individual from business owner to business owner. Uh-huh. All right. So so you want people to look for the answer themselves. Uh, isn't it good feeling to have them to refer to us? I don't know about you, but yeah, just I'm just curious about that. Yeah, 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 of course. Like I would, I, I don't mean, pe- like, for example, like our coaching program. So we have... A course and in that course there is everything someone needs to know about building a business on facebook about making money on facebook about doing everything on facebook and then we have coaching calls as well so which means that our students can get on the calls of us and then they can talk to us and ask us questions and we can give them the answer but what i mean by figuring things out yourself is minor problems like For example, if you're having a problem with setting up a Facebook group and you message someone on Facebook, hey, how do you set up a Facebook group? Like, that's ridiculous because number one, you're wasting that person's time. And number two, you're probably going to have to wait a little bit until that person responds to you. And what you could have done is you could have went on Google. You could have Googled that and you would have gotten a response in five minutes. So that's what I mean. It's all about your time. Because your time is your most valuable asset. And every day you wake up, you need to have a clear roadmap of how your day is going to be structured. So mm-hmm. if you're having loads of little moments in your day and you find yourself being completely erratic and irrational and all over the place, you need to change that. So it's these little things, man, these little things make the biggest difference in a business because Growing a, a Facebook group, growing a business and tactics and strategies, you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Google. You can find them on YouTube. But having willpower, being able to figure out problems yourself is a skill that you need to build if you want to build a massive business. Yeah. So how do you train them to be independent on themselves? How do, how do you make them have the willpower? very we're very honest we're very honest if we think um like the, the thing is there is no there's there's no specific way to teach someone that um it's mm-hmm. it's all through communication so if we feel like a student of ours is having trouble we will never judge them because we've been there my partner nikki and myself we've been there we've worked with hundreds of people now and they've all been there and i know what it feels like so whenever we see that we are we just upfront with them so we tell them hey We think you're asking stupid questions. You need to either focus on doing this and not show up to a coaching call for the next two, three weeks and then come back after and see how it is. So we're just very upfront and we tell them directly. 
so they understand wow. you know uh-huh i see okay so mm -hmm. we, we kind of went overboard here so let's take yes. back yes let's sorry into it back all right so uh back to the content question um mm -hmm. you know so what what you are selling right now because i want to know how do you plan out your content to sell that thing so uh, do you have any campaign or you know the things that you are going to sell yeah this? for sure yeah so for example we have um a couple facebook products so one of them is a coaching program where we help course creators mastermind owners coach uh coaches grow and scale their businesses organically right so we help them reach five-figure months completely organically without using any paid ads or anything like that and then we have a smaller program which teaches people how to grow an audience on facebook now right now that's not the main focus for us because uh, we also have a elite mastermind so this mastermind is a high ticket product so it's ten thousand dollars and that's what we're working on right now in the back end of things and the way that works is you know you post your content on facebook you know you've built up the momentum and you get people on sales calls so that's what we've been doing over the last three or so months um so that's just the main focus for now wow that's that sounds awesome and I, I want to know how do you plan out the content on selling that that uh, mm -hmm. high ticket program? Yeah, so the high ticket program really is through uh, polarizing content and through call to actions. So right now, Nikki is because this is uh, Nikki's mastermind. So I'm in the back end, obviously with the team. That's how we run the company right now. So I'm running the team, making sure everything is working good. Um, and basically, the way it works is we have call to action posts. So you need to get your audience to take action, right? Whether that's getting them into Messenger um, and then getting them on a call. But the way the content is structured is to get people curious about what, the, uh, about what you're doing. So they land in your Messenger inbox. And then once you're in Messenger, this is the most important part. Messenger is more important than anything else because that's where the magic happens. So the main focus is always on Messenger and not necessarily full focus on the content. Because once you've got someone in Messenger, it's your job to build up a valuable relationship between that person and yourself, and then to get them on a, on a, on a phone call with you. So it's all about um, building rapport, finding out what their needs are, identifying their pain points, giving them a solution, which is your product, and then handling the objections and then closing the sale. So there's so many little things that go into it, but that's how it's structured at the moment. Yeah, uh, I love that. And okay, so you, that's how you structure your content. And then, um, so how do you get the pre-warm uh, pre leads? How do you call that? You know, the, the kind of leads that are the warm in your yeah, Facebook? Warm leads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, do you mean um, how we get them inside of uh, our Facebook group or Facebook Messenger? Facebook Messenger. Yeah, Facebook Messenger. So if someone is a, is a, is a warm lead, um, the way we do it is we do use outreach a part of our strategy. So with ours, what we do is on our content is we'll obviously always hint that someone can reach out to us and ask for help, which puts you in a, in a, in a place of authority. So that means you can help that person. That means you have the solution. You can go back and forth with that person and hopefully get them on a call. Then we have call to action posts. So it really is super, super simple. And a lot of it right now is done through outreach. So we've been doing this mm -hmm. now on Facebook for three years. Or, yeah. Three years. 
So it's been nice. quite a long time. So over the last three years, you know, Nikki and I have talked to probably 20,000 plus people individually, um, which is insane. So we've built up a big backlog of people that we can follow up with. And that's what we've been doing. And obviously this mastermind, when we launched it, we did $50,000 in the first two weeks. So what we did is, and we did, we did no content. We didn't post anywhere about it. All we did was we went through our messenger conversations, um, our old Facebook posts, and we picked out people who obviously needed our help, who were warm leads to us. And then once we're a messenger, we warm them up. We see if they were a good fit. If they are, we get them on a call. We talk back and forth with them. We see if they want to join. If they do, we close the sale. So that's how we structured it. Wow. Okay, so you don't put content, but but you can make them come to you? Yes. How, how, how is that? Okay, how is that possible? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's yeah, possible. That sounds... That sounds Yeah, that sounds awesome, but I want to know how is it structured, actually? <laughs> yeah, so the way the structure is, I like for me, when it comes to this question, I never like to sugarcoat it, but it all comes down to the relationship between you and your audience. Now, um, a lot of people like using some secret strategy of, you know, how to place your content and how to place your funnel. That stuff is great. But one thing that you can't beat is a real relationship between you and your audience. If you have a, a solid relationship between you and someone else, you can close that sale very, very easily. That's what it comes down to. So, for example, um, if you are genuinely interested in someone and in what they do and how they feel, you're going to find that they naturally feel the same way about you. So the more questions you ask your prospect, the more they want to find out about you. And then the more you tell them about what you do, it gets them curious. And then once it gets them curious, you can hook them with whatever your offer, uh, offering, whatever your service or product is. So it all comes down to the relationship that you're building between your, uh, you and your audience, period. The most important. Yeah, relationship. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, of course, business is about uh, building relationship, right? Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, When when you talk about building relationship by sharing your stories, uh, you know how do you share stories? That you know how how do you know that these stories can be shared and this story cannot be shared? How do you place a border between mm. your privacy? You know you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah yeah, it's a good question. I would say if you don't feel it's a good, very good question. So I would say there isn't nothing that you shouldn't share. Unless it's really, 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 really personal for you, then don't share it. But I think for the most part, most beginners at least, you need to understand, like they need to understand that you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable, especially when it comes to sharing your stories. Uh, it could be, mm-hmm. um, for example, we have so many clients of ours who they share their story once and it did really, really well. And then, and they never want to share it again. And it just makes no sense because they have, um, they're too emotional. They are, they aren't confident. Um, so it's more internal. I would say that if you're confident with who you are, you have self-esteem and you know what the business process is going to be, you're going to have no problem with sharing your story. And your, uh, your story can really be anything. It could be how you overcame abuse, how your parents supported you or this and that and this and that. It really can be anything. So there isn't, a story that you shouldn't share. You should listen to yourself. You should listen to your your gut, your gut instinct. 
um, and just roll with that. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, and you know, I, I remember one of your posts that uh, you showed your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was okay. That was uh, literally your privacy. <laughs> you uh, even share that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that's that's a that's a perfect example. Like back then, um, you know, I didn't really know what to do in terms of content. I was a, I was a little bit lost uh, in the back end of things. So I just tested some, tested some content out. So I was like, well. I'm I'm completely fine with people seeing that. Um, let me see how people feel when they see it. Um, so it's all about <laughs> testing, right? You always yeah. got to be testing. Yeah, that, that's a good test, though. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, all right, Josh, we are close to the end today. So, what's the one thing that people can do today after listening to this episode? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I would say. There isn't just one thing that they can do. So I think the one thing wow. that they should do is understand that there isn't one thing that they can do. So what I mean by that is um, th- this question comes up a lot because like, I, I always I always get this question: um, What's the one thing that someone can do to change their life? The thing is, the thing is, if it was that easy, everyone would be changing their life. Everyone would be where they want to be. So what's most important for people to understand is to understand that there isn't just one thing that it's multiple mm. things. And if you have the right expectation of what is expecting you on this journey, that's how you succeed. Because what happens a lot is people think that, ah, you know what? If I work on my mindset hard enough, I can get anything I want. But there's also knowing how to manage your finances, knowing how to manage people, knowing how to talk to people. So that's what gets in the way of a lot of people is they set the wrong expectations of what the journey is going to be like. So that's what I would, that's what I would say. Yeah, love that. And I, I think it boils down into knowing what you want out of yeah. uh, what's the next step for, for your business. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Not knowing what you want, having a clear goal and having clear expectations that this business is not easy, that there's a lot of work that goes into it, that as a business owner, you need to know how to manage your finances. You need to know how to uh, work on your mindset, work with your clients, build content. There are so many things. It's absolutely crazy. That's why I have so much respect for anyone who jumps into this business, just like yourself, just like anyone listening to this, because it is really difficult. So I have hats off to everyone uh, who's in who's yeah, in this business. Props. Yeah, yeah for props sure. Props to them, right? <laughs> so where do people can find more about you and learn more from you yeah so i'm I'm always on facebook so obviously i have my uh facebook group good karma business so that's just our tight little community which we have and then josh cousins on facebook and i'm always available there awesome so josh thank you thank you for sharing your ideas and insights with us really happy to have you here yes thank you man super super happy we got this done um and yeah great And thank you for having me, man. Very much appreciate Awesome. So, and for the listeners, and I'll catch you another time. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Josh Cousins. So make sure to visit his Facebook group, Good Karma Business. Okay. And uh, yeah, just search it on Facebook. Okay. And if you want to see the process of how to make money from your podcast, on demand in 60 days you can check out my virtual summit it's called podcast for profit summit.com okay again that's 
podcastforprofitsummit.com and the link is in the description if you don't get that okay so always remember that content creators get likes but content marketer gets paid if you want to get people to buy your offer no matter how much it costs keep listening the reason why entrepreneurs could not sell their offer is because they target the wrong customer and even if they get it right they still don't know how to sell it right so i put together an ebook it shows you a step by step process on how to target the right customer create a sales message to attract them and get them to buy your stuff amazing right so if this is something you are looking for you can grab it at bit.ly/perfectclientebook again that's bit.ly/perfectclientebook and if you don't know spelling the link is in the description below grab it now